Should Cameron Edge be the starter in 2024? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. I believe that Cameron Edge could be the starter in 2024. I think he has all the talent, all the capabilities to be the Terp starter next year. I know the quarterback room is going to go into chaos in a second, especially in the spring game when we have Billy Edwards coming in, we have MJ Morris coming in, and then we also have Cameron Edge that's already here. But I really do think that Cameron Edge could be the starter in 2024. I know I said if there was betting favorites to be the Terps starter in 2024, it would probably be MJ Morris. And I haven't gotten to see a ton of MJ Morris. I've turned on a couple of games, but I really want to go back and watch the film and let you guys know what I think overall. But if it was between Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge next year, from what I have seen from the small sample size of Cameron Edge, and obviously I would want to see more. I want to see how the spring develops, and I don't know how long this quarterback controversy is going to go until. I don't know if it can go until the first couple of games. If nobody transfers from this room, I can see them not having a starter until like the third game of the season or something like that. I don't know. This I think this quarterback battle could go for a long time, but it's exciting to talk about a quarterback battle overall. It gives me something to really dig into, where in the past couple of years, we've known it's been Talia overall. We know that it's going to be Talia. But now without Talia, I really do think Cameron Edge can be the starter. Starting with him, his strength is throwing the ball. He throws the nicest ball I have really seen. He might throw a nicer ball than Talia Tungvaiola. I don't want to, I'm not saying he's better than Talia Tungvaiola, but he might throw a nicer ball than Talia Tungvaiola. It's the prettiest ball you'll see. He has a ton of natural arm talent. He can really spin it. When you watch some players, you say, that's a natural passer of the football. For example, the Washington quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. I know a lot of you guys watched that playoff game. Watch how that lefty just spins the ball. It's just natural. For where other guys, it's just not as natural for them to throw the ball. And I'm sure you guys know many quarterbacks that are like that. But some guys just have natural, easy arm talent, just are able to really just throw the ball with accuracy and where they want to throw it with with a lot of power on it too, a lot of velocity. And I think that's exactly what Cameron Edge shows. Every single time I see him throw the ball, I'm like, shoot, like this kid is really talented. And as a recruit, 
Um, on the broadcast, they had him as ESPN. They said was a four-star. He was a three-star on some websites. Early on in his recruitment, he was a really highly rated guy. At first, he started at DeMatha, which is right here in the DMV area, as a lot of you guys know. But then he transferred away. But when he was at DeMatha, he like played as a freshman. It was a back and forth between him and another kid at first. But then eventually he took the starting role as a freshman. And like he was getting some big-time offers. Like A lot of people in the country wanted Cameron Edge. And then he kind of slowed down a little bit. I don't, I'm not saying his play on the field slowed down, but his like recruitment slowed down a little bit in terms of like the big boys winning him overall but Maryland's still a very solid place to end up overall but you could see this kid's talent when he was in when he was in high school the kid just can naturally just spin the ball which is a really important trait to have in a quarterback and I think another thing he does really well is he throws it with accuracy every time I watch him he throws the ball into spots where guys can get it. And his arm is strong. Like I said, his arm is really gifted. It's a really gifted arm, in my opinion. And we have such a small sample size. But what I have seen is his arm is just naturally gifted. And we also, it wasn't only in the bowl game where we saw him make some big-time throws. But also, if you guys remember, it was also in the spring game. He had some of the nicest passes, some of the nicest touch passes you'll see um, from a Maryland Terrapins quarterback. And I know it's Lee has made some big-time throws. But go back to the spring game. When Cameron Edge was playing, he had one shot. I'm pretty sure, I think it was to Tyrese Chambers in the back of the end zone. Obviously, Tyrese Chambers left the Maryland program. I think he is planning on transferring again. I think I saw it. At first, I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to declare for the draft. I don't know exactly what's happening with Tyrese Chambers overall. I just know that he left the Maryland program because of personal reasons. And he said he declared for the draft, but now it looks like he could transfer again, if that's possible. I don't know exactly what's going on with that situation with Tyrese Chambers and overall why he left exactly. But we know that the point is that Cameron edged through one of the nicest balls in the corner of the end zone to Tyrese Chambers. I haven't seen a lot of bad when he plays. I don't see him really miss guys. I don't really see him make bad reads. There was the one interception in the bowl game, but that was because Schleek Knotts fell down. That wasn't as much on Cameron Edge as it was just on like one of those plays. Or you just get unlucky on once in a while where Schleek Knotts fell down overall and and the it looked like he was throwing to absolutely nobody, but that's not what happened. It's because Salik Knotts fell down. But I think I think when we watch him compared to Billy Edwards, they're comp- two completely different players. I always say Billy Edwards is a little bit like Josh Allen, but just can't throw the ball as well as Josh Allen, but on like a way lesser extent than Josh Allen, the way he can use his legs, how big he is at six. Three. He had 50 yards rushing, led the led the um led Maryland and Auburn in rushing in the game. And so you look at Billy Edwards, he's really the opposite of Cameron Edge. Cameron Edge is just more of a pocket passer. He's gonna sit back there and he wants to make throws. He doesn't want to run with it. So they're two completely different overall players. I like Cameron Edge to play more structure. Billy Edwards, you're gonna call more quarterback run, but overall. Cameron Edge is just much more efficient than Billy Edwards. And I feel like I can say this pretty safely. Billy Edwards went six for 20 and it didn't surprise us at all. 
Billy Edwards, I mean, it surprised me that he was six for 20, but it doesn't surprise me that he wasn't super efficient throwing the ball. I'm telling you, if you take out a couple of the big plays that Billy Edwards had, especially that screen pass to Roman Hemby, there wasn't much going on in the passing game overall. And when I think about Maryland's strengths going into next year, it's the guys on the outside. Ty Felton and Kanan Prather, those two guys on the outside, those are two of the best receivers in the conference, conference next year. Those two guys were all conference. Ty Felton, Speed, Caden Prather also has that downfield threat, and they both can work the middle of the field. And when I think about getting it to our strength, I think about Cameron Edge. That's a big reason why I think Cameron Edge could possibly be the starter next year. Obviously, you got to you gotta incorporate MJ Morris into this, but really I'm just talking about between Billy Edwards and Cam Edge who I think would be better off being the starter. But when MJ Morris comes in and when I see more of MJ Morris, it could easily be persuaded over to MJ Morris's side. But I do think Cameron Edge has all the ability to be the Terps starter next year overall. And then we also saw him stretch the field. I want to go back to my point about the receivers. When he threw that bomb to Caden Prather, that's what makes you excited. When you can make plays like that, with his arm. And I know he doesn't rush the ball and Billy Edwards' legs get you excited, excited, but when he throws that ball down the field to Caden Prather, that's what gets me excited because you want to use those guys on the outside. Maryland has done a great job using these receivers. And I know that he won't bring much in the run game, but I think he's more similar to Talia Tungvaiola. He won't he won't create outside of structure like Talia will, but I think we can run some more of the basic passing plays that we run in some of the just more basic, just schematical passing plays, drop back passes with Cameron Edge than we can with Billy Edwards, where Billy Edwards will have to switch our entire identity on offense and we really turn into a running game overall I do think both quarterbacks played well and I do think they both bring something that the other doesn't but overall I think we're better off just letting a guy rip it down the field and letting him use utilize these guys on the outside now MJ Morse is interesting because I know he's a dual threat and he brings both of that so maybe you can combine both the the good of both worlds but overall right now the guys that have between Edwards and Edwards and Edge, the two guys that have been in the Maryland program, I almost lean Edge right now just as a consistency of a passer. But I think Billy Edwards would be perfect to have because you could have packages for Edwards for sure. Fourth and ones, quarterback sneak, tush push with Edwards, what the Eagles do so well with Jalen Hurts. He's got that similar type of body type that you can do that with. And then also just like draws in the red zone. Billy Edwards is really hard to stop because of the run pass options type of stuff you can run with him in the um, red zone and inside when it's first and goal, second and goal, whatever it is. And so that's a big reason why I think Billy Edwards can still bring a ton of value to the team. It's going to be interesting to see if anybody hits the portal, but if all three guys are there, it's going to be a, it's going to be a quarterback competition. It's going to be interesting when we watch the spring game is going to be huge. I think the first game or two of the season could be huge. I can't wait to see what happens, but I know they didn't bring in MJ Morris to sit also, but I did want to make the point that I do think Cameron edge has all the talent, all the capabilities to be the Terp starter next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being it overall. I mean, who knows what can happen? I mean, I would guess MJ Morris right now, but don't be surprised if Cameron Edge starts to really impress guys next year overall.
Let's talk about the Maryland 2024 recruiting class. They have been doing some special things over these last couple of days and some have gotten some really cool write-ups in a couple of things. I'll tell you about those players after this ad from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Maryland 2024 class has been doing some special things. Let's start with Ryan Howerton. Let's talk about him in the Under Armour game. As I'm sure a lot of you guys saw on Twitter, but he got invited to the Under Armour All-American game. It's like it's like a whole week event. They do stuff starting like a couple of days ago. They were doing stuff. They're doing like drills, stuff to get better at. I think they watch film. I think they do a whole bunch of different stuff with that series and that Under Armour thing and that Rivals puts on. It's a, it's a really cool event. And then yesterday they had the game, which is kind of the final part of it all. They split them into two teams. They compete all week long, they do like the receivers against the corners do stuff. I'm sure they do individual drills, offensive linemen versus defensive linemen stuff. And then the game, like I said, happened yesterday overall. And there was a ton of the best players on the field. Or a ton of the top players in the 2024 class were on the field. Guys like Jordan Seaton, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, Jeremiah Smith, Dylan Stewart, and more. But Ryan Howerton is a four-star recruit on Rivals from the Baltimore area. Attended Pilates, offensive tackle, commit for the Maryland Terrapins. And he had a great weekend, and I feel really excited about what he'll become because of what I was reading. And I watched the game, too, and I kept looking at him. Usually I'm not staring at an offensive lineman when I'm watching a football game, but I was watching him, seeing what the Terp could do. And these are, remind you, these are against, like, the top, tippy-top guys in the class. A lot of those guys are five, four-star guys, the top players in the class. And Ryan Howerton looked like he belonged, which is really important. Here's the quote from Rivals. The in-state get for Maryland was one of the few offensive linemen to make his mark as a blocker on a night dominated by each defensive front. He capped the week with some stout wins at the point of contact and showed more efficiency in his footwork against smaller rushers. Dominant defender Dominic McNeely endorsed Howerton's overall game after working against him Wednesday too. Dominic McNeely is a five-star. He's a defense, he's an LSU commit on the defensive line and clearly had some props to give to Ryan Howerton. So apparently Ryan Howerton was doing some good things overall against McNeely and I guess the one-on-ones type of stuff that they do, which is a big deal because Anytime you're playing well against a five-star commit, you're doing something right. But Ryan Howerton is really starting to – he's starting to climb the rivals' ranks. They have that kind of upper arrow when you look at his ranks overall in the class. But he's starting to do some really good things. It's really great that he got invited to that Unarmored thing. I bet it's a great experience for him. I might try and talk to him about it and learn more about it overall. But 
he is exactly the type of guy we need. Guys in the trenches, big time recruits in the trenches, because overall in the Big Ten, a lot of it's built on that. I've talked about this a ton, but look at Michigan, Big Ten's best right now. Look at what they're doing, and they're going to the national championship game, and a big part of that is because of what they have built up front. That offensive line really is one of the biggest reasons why they're in the college football playoff and why they're in the national championship game overall. But Ryan Howerton wasn't the only one to get a nice write-up. Braden Lee, the guy we flipped from South Carolina, also had a really nice write-up that I really wanted to share. Four-star cornerback could make an immediate impact for the Terps. Also right, also from right here in the DMV area, attended Flowers. The quote said, Lee has been one of the most Talented cornerbacks to play in the MPSSAA, or it might be the MPS like double A this century. And Lee was locked down in coverage and can make plays in the run game as well and was all met first team. So you can watch the film of a player and have your own opinion, but it's great when you hear other people making really great. Um, really saying really great things about the players committed in the 2024 class like Braden Lee and Ryan Howerton and Braden Lee are two of our biggest recruits in the class both four stars on rival and both have a chance to make impacts for the Terps for the next couple of years Howerton it's going to be hard to play right away just because it's always hard to play on the offensive line but Braden Lee could make an impact right away at the cornerback position as long as he gets a little bit stronger, I would say overall, because I think he's a little bit skinny right now and needs to add some weight. But overall, he's got that twitchiness that you want from a corner. He's got basically everything. He's got the speed. He's going to be a really good player for the Maryland Terrapins overall. But it's great to hear that he was a shut down cornerback this year because you watch the huddle film and you can say that, but you want other people that really can pay attention to that. Really, their job is to pay attention to that kind of stuff, to hear that. He was first team all met and all those different things is a great thing to hear from Braden Lee and that he's been doing it for the last couple of years too is also a big deal. So I think he could come in and make an immediate impact for the Terps overall. Jamari Powell Ponson, Terps wide receiver commit from Baltimore also had a really nice write-up. There's a lot of nice write-ups coming out these last couple of days. It's that he might be the most talented wide receiver to come out of Baltimore City public school system since Antonio Freeman. If you don't know who Antonio Freeman is, Freeman was a wide receiver who played from the Packers and is from that Baltimore area and also attended Virginia Tech, so he's not a turf. But overall, I've checked out Jamari and really talented player route running, catching ability. He's underrated. He's a three-star recruit, but I'm excited to see what he can do and how the Terps overall can develop him and develop him and how they can use him. He's not it's hard it's going to be really hard to crack this wide receiver room the first right away in the first year or two just because I think if Ty Felton and Caden Prather next year though, it clears out a ton. And we're going to need young guys like Salik Knotts and Octavian Smith to prove that they're next up. But also guys like Ryan Manning and I think Jahari are going to be big-time players. Jamari is going to be a big-time player in the Terps wide receiver room coming up. So overall, I'm excited about Jamari overall. And it's great to see Braden Lee, Ryan Howerton, and 
Jamari all to get these type of write-ups, to be the most talented wide receiver in the Baltimore City public school system. That's a pretty big deal overall. So it's great to see that these players are doing those things. Let's switch gears to basketball. Julian Reese better turn it around fast. I'll tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Julian Reese better step it up quick for the Terps before the Maryland season is just gone. It's been a terrible stretch for Julian Reese over the last couple of games. Take out the Coppin State game. I really don't care about it that much. He played well against Coppin State. He's played well against lesser competition. But when we have played the big-time opponents, the Power 5 type of opponents, when we have played the big boys, Julian Reese over the last couple of games has been terrible. Terrible. Look at the UCLA game. Look at the Purdue game. Those two games, he combines for one singular point. He's supposed to be our second best player. He's really supposed to be the co-star to Jameer Young. He's not just supposed to be like the second best player. He's supposed to be a co-star to Jameer Young. And he has not done that at all for the Maryland Terrapins. One point combined against UCLA and Purdue. And a big part of this, I think, in my opinion, is on Kevin Willard. Because at first I was just blaming it on Julian Reese, but he's not taking shots. And that's got to be on Kevin Willard to say, Julian Reese, get down low. We're going to run this look for you in the post. Post up. Try and get a shot. That's what you do. Everything can't just come off the lobs. You've shown the ability to post up, to be able to get down low, to be able to get to your left hand. Go down low and do that. Kevin Willard should be emphasizing that with Julian Reese, but he's not been doing that. And I don't know why. I don't, I'm not sure the reason why, but the big reason why I think my just prediction, but this could not be true. Anytime you play someone bigger than one, Bigger than him, UCLA had a big center. Zach Eadie's the biggest player in the country. Whenever he plays someone bigger than him, he just doesn't want to post up. He doesn't. He doesn't try and create offense down low when he plays someone bigger than him. I don't know if that's actually like 100% true, but every time I watch when it's a player that's bigger than him and that matches up with his size, he doesn't want to post up. Against these smaller schools, he will go for 20 points or whatever, 20 and 10. But when we play at Purdue, when we play at UCLA, he's not even shooting the ball. It's pretty disappointing. It's pretty bad. He's also always in foul trouble, it seems like. Not as much against Purdue, but he's just been non-existent on the court. And if you think we're going to win games without Julian Reese, we can barely probably win games with him playing well. We have no shot at winning games right now without him. With the struggle we have scoring the ball overall, 
with the struggle that we have on only having really Jameer Young as our only shot creator. And I put Julian Reese in that category because of what he can create down low. But He's not been anything overall. At least a, at least a guy like Deshaun Harris-Smith, a freshman who I don't even know if he should be in the starting lineup right now because he's struggling really hard offensively. At least he's going hard, and at least he's being aggressive. And I need Julian Reese to be aggressive. He has not been aggressive at all. But taking out that down-low ability for us to score from Julian Reese makes it so much harder on the Maryland Terrapins. So he better turn it around fast. I don't even know what this year, what to make of it. I don't know if you call this a rebuilding year. I don't know overall. This program could go downhill fast. And Julian Reese, it might be the way to stop it to make this season turn into a decent one. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.